Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Boer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What is going on, my lovely human? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I apologize if my voice sounds a little groggy right now. I just woke up from one of those naps where, you know, you just wake up and you're like, where am I? What day is it? Is it a.m. or p.m.? I have no idea what's going on. I've been trying so hard recently to wake up earlier, and I think it's just catching up to me because I just zonked out for like an hour. I love naps. I love sleeping, but this was just one of those ones. I guess my body needed it or something. So I'm awake. I feel inspired to record some podcasts. So here we are. Today, I wanted to chat with you about a question that I got from someone at our nutrition seminar at our gym this past weekend. We are running a nutrition challenge for the month of September at our gym, and we have nutrition seminars every now and again to just help people get back on track, learn about healthy habits, pretty much talk about the things that I teach here on the podcast. So it was a lot of fun. And at the end, we open it up for a QA. and a And one of the first questions we got was, I'm really trying to eat healthier, but it's so hard for me to eat different than my family. Anytime I try to go on a diet or anytime I try to start a healthier lifestyle, I feel like I have to cook different food than what my family cooks. And I'm in charge of the household cooking for my husband, my kids, everybody in the house. And it just takes so much effort to cook two different types of meals. And I was like, girl, give me the mic. Give me the mic. I'm so pumped to answer this one because the truth is you do not have to eat different than your family. I think I talked about this in one of my previous episodes. And if I remember which one, I will link it below in the show notes, which by the way, you know, you can find the show notes on my website. I feel like you probably didn't know that. So you can always go to juliebuer.com slash podcast and you can look for the resources that I talk about in each of these episodes, whether it's a previous episode I'm talking about, or if I talk about a book or a podcast recommendation, I try to do my best to gather up all those links and post them in the show notes. So when in doubt, always check there for something that I'm talking about. If you don't want to stop listening to the podcast, and try to go search for whatever it is I'm talking about. Also, I just heard from somebody the other day that they didn't even know that I had a blog or a website or anything. I have a blog. I have a website. This whole business that I have right now actually started as a blog, Health Nut Julie, that I created back in 2013. So I have a lot of blog posts. If you're bored and you ever wanted to go on there and read some, I'd be so happy. I love writing. Writing is actually my first love. Speaking is just one of those things that randomly came out of nowhere when I started a podcast that I find that I really enjoy too. I do love writing though because that can be more clear and concise and cut out tangents like this. So back to my points. She asked how to manage a healthy lifestyle when she's in charge of cooking for the household and she doesn't want to make multiple meals. And one of the things that I talked about was if you take a look at different cultures around the world, for example, you travel to Italy, they're eating pasta, they're eating pizza, they're eating gelato. Asian cultures, one of their staples is rice. All of these things that in America, in Canada, we have
have this perception that they can make us gain weight or that they will make us fat. When realistically, those are some of the healthiest cultures and America and Canada are actually the ones with the obesity issue and the heart disease issues and the diabetes issues and all kinds of other health issues. So if you look at other cultures for an example, they're eating things that we might not consider healthy when we're going on a diet like pizza, pasta, gelato. But the difference is they are enjoying those things in moderation. So when you're cooking a meal for your family, you don't have to eat any different, but you also don't need to be eating the same portion size as your husband who has different calorie requirements than you do. And I know this from firsthand experience because I live with Mark. Mark is a vacuum. Mark literally requires 5,000 calories a day roughly just to survive and function. He's one of those people who has to try really, really hard to gain weight. Like when he was trying to go up a weight class and weightlifting, he had to eat pretty much a pint of Ben and Jerry's every single day. He was eating a crazy amount of food and it was still tough for him to gain weight. It was a very slow process for him. And then when he got injured and his workouts and training shifted, he actually lost weight from not working out. I know, I know. He's one of those people we all hate. We're like, oh, really? It must be so hard for you. But genuinely, it is. We all have different goals. We all want different things. So I don't blame him, even though I'm a little bit jealous. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Not bitter at all. But in our situation, we usually have conflicting goals. His goals have always primarily revolved around getting stronger, building a ton of muscle, going up a weight class, whereas my goals generally revolve around maintaining a leaner physique, being athletic, running faster. Of course, I want to get stronger, but I just feel better when I'm leaner. So living in a household and I'm the one who makes most of the food for us, there are a few different things that I do when I'm cooking and preparing our meals. So for example, let's say we're making pasta for dinner one night. Pretty much everything stays the same. And if I'm really craving pasta that night, I allow myself to have pasta. Exactly what Mark is having. I just have a portion size that's about half the amount of his. But let's say I'm hungry and I'm craving some volume, which means I want to eat a lot of food and I don't necessarily necessarily want to eat a lot of pasta because I know it's going to make me feel sluggish and tired. I will roast a spaghetti squash at the same time I'm creating the pasta for him. And sometimes I combine the two together or I spiralize some zucchini noodles and cook those at the same time that I'm making the pasta. Or they actually have those pre-made shirataki noodle thingies now (laughs) and I make those or I make a chickpea pasta for both of us that's higher in protein, a little bit lower in carbohydrates. So there are so many different options. We're not eating two totally different meals. I'm not sitting there eating a chicken breast and broccoli while he's eating pasta. I'm just either being mindful of my portion sizes or if I do want more volume, which means I want to eat more food and fill up my stomach a little bit more, I'll opt for something that's a little bit lower carb so I can eat more of it like spaghetti squash, zucchini noodles, those miracle noodles, or a combination of a little bit of pasta with those things. And when in doubt, you can always bulk things up with vegetables. So in that situation, I would probably also make us both a big salad for dinner. So we love Greek salads. We love chopping up red pepper, cucumbers, some feta cheese, some Greek dressing. And then I usually put that over a huge bed of romaine lettuce. So then I'm eating the salad first. I'm filling up with the salad. I'm turning off the hunger hormones in my brain because my stomach is being stretched. And then I choose to have my little bowl of pasta. This is a concept I'm actually going to talk about in one of my upcoming podcast episodes about the concept of plus ones to your meals, but it's essentially creating a GPF meal. So you have your greens, your protein, your fat, and then you have a plus one on the side. So a bowl of pasta or a bowl of cereal 
cereal or a slice or two of pizza. So stay tuned for that episode. It's going to be called something around plus ones. So just keep an eye out for it. And I do not currently have children, but I will have children in the future. And I've thought a lot about how I will incorporate healthy eating into their lifestyles and make it something that they want to partake in. And trust me, I can't speak on having picky kids or anything to do with that. I'm sure there are podcasts or resources out there for that. But getting them involved in the cooking process is something that I want to instill in my children. I want them to help chop the vegetables, prepare the meals. I think when they are actually part of the cooking process, it would encourage them to eat more. Again, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to speak on this topic and pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but that's just an idea I had that could encourage your kids to get more excited about the food that they are eating, especially if it's a healthier choice. Or if you're making something like macaroni and cheese, you can get the Annie's organic macaroni and cheese, and then you can actually do half macaroni and cheese and then mix that with cubed butternut squash. So you're doing a half and half situation. There are so many different healthy hacks that you can do, but when in doubt, let's just say you're at a party or let's say you're going over to a relative's house. And maybe this is one of those relatives where you always dread going over there when you're trying to eat healthy because you know they're going to make you some kind of something that has no (laughs) semblance of health in the meal. Understand that it is totally fine. Those situations are going to come up. You're going to go to Aunt Susan's house and she's only going to make chicken wings and french fries. But even in that situation, you could choose to just partake in the chicken wings or you can have a moderate portion, put it on a smaller plate of chicken wings and french fries. And then that way you're not the oddball out because I think that's what discourages a lot of us from sticking to a healthy lifestyle is the judgment we receive from our friends and family when we're being different. And I'm at a point now where I'm unapologetic about those choices. I'll bring a healthy dish to a relative's house if I don't think there's going to be anything there. People know that I'm the healthy person. And honestly, that's something I wear with honor. I love that. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm the healthy person. (laughs) It's not a bad thing, but I totally understand how that judgment and that criticism can keep you from wanting to feel different. So the whole point of this podcast is just to show you that you do not have to change everything drastically, start eating in a completely different way than your friends and family. You can partake in what they're having, just watch your portion size. Or maybe you can sneak more vegetables into your meal. Or maybe you can make the priority for your meal, the salad, so that you fill up on that and you don't need as much of the other stuff that may be more calorie dense in order to get full. Hear me when I say there is no special diet or magical food or pill or way of eating that is going to help you lose fat, instantly burn calories, or do anything crazy. Just like I talked about in my podcast about not needing to eat chicken and broccoli every single day to get results, that pertains here. You can absolutely enjoy the foods you love in moderation and still see amazing results and progress in your body. It's going to take practice. It's going to take mindfulness, even more so than with healthy food. Because with foods like pastas, cakes, cookies, sugar, anything like that, they're hyper palatable, which means they're designed to make you want to keep eating them. So you do have to be mindful and intentional when you sit down to eat these things because it's really hard to overeat chicken and it's really hard to overeat a plate of vegetables, but it's not so hard to overeat a pizza or a cake or a cereal or chips or cookies or crackers, especially things that come packaged in a box are actually designed with MSG, which makes us keep craving it and makes us keep eating it. Be intentional, be mindful when you are choosing to eat those things and indulge in those things. Put your fork down in between bites. Focus on the conversation. Focus on the time you're spending with your family. Focus on enjoying a meal beyond just the food. That's something that other cultures also do beautifully. They have dinners that last two or three hours. Girl, I can't even tell you the last time my dinner lasted longer than 20 minutes without me inhaling it into my mouth. That's definitely something that I'm working on. And I have to be even more mindful of that when I'm indulging in something like pizza, pasta, cake. I don't limit myself from having those things. However, I know 
know I feel my best when I eat those things in moderation and I control the portion sizes that I have of those. So stay tuned for how I do that with my plus one episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Maybe there's somebody in your life who thinks, oh, I can never change my lifestyle. I can never be healthy because it's just too hard for me to make food that's different from my family. I'm going to feel like the odd man out. Everybody's going to judge me. Sister, first of all, you got to be unapologetic about your choices to be a healthier, happier human. You're listening to this podcast because you want to level up and you want to change your lifestyle, your habits, your body, your relationship to food, all of that. To be known as the healthy person, there are things that are a lot worse in life. Trust me. But I hope this gives you the freedom and allows you to relax a little bit, knowing that you don't have to be completely different from the people around you or eat completely different than the people around you in order to see progress or results in your body. And as always, food is something that should be enjoyed. Food is an experience. Always check in, ask yourself, what am I really hungry for? Is it actually food? Am I physically hungry or am I trying to fill that void with food because I'm anxious, lonely, tired, stressed, bored? And how can you turn to something else other than food? And how can you use food to add to the experience of your life? Because there's always going to be cakes to celebrate. You're going to go have pizza with your girlfriends. You're going to have drinks on a date night. And it's important to learn how to navigate those situations because that is real life. Life doesn't operate in a vacuum. That's why diet plans don't work because they don't teach you how to eat beyond that eight or 12 weeks that you're on that specific program. The purpose of this podcast, the purpose of my coaching is to teach you how to integrate health and wellness into your overall lifestyle. So I hope this podcast episode helped you do that. I love you so much. Cheers to happiness. Cheers to health. I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.